Yo, Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to another episode of Nikki's Thoughts Podcast. I am your girl, A. Nicole, and I would like to thank you for tuning in with me yet another week as we go on this journey called life that we didn't actually fucking be here for, right? <laughs> so um, I'm feeling good because I think that I have cracked the case and why my microphone had me on mumble rap. Um, I was looking down, I had started recording this episode and I looked down and I saw that my knob was turned to the left on a setting. It's like a lower setting. And I was like, why is this set to this? And I clicked it back over, um, to the right. And I just came through like my speakers going hammer, bammer, bammer, bammer. So I'm like feeling my motherfucking self. Turn the track up Kingston. Okay. Turn my headphones up Kingston. Cause I'm feeling really good. Um, I would like to take this time because I never do it. And please, um, forgive me. I would like to take this time to thank each and every one of you who have rated, who have reviewed, and who have told a friend just how dope they thought the podcast was. Um, Word of mouth is everything. And um, when I say to rate and review, I don't necessarily mean to do that for my record keeping, but to help someone who may stumble across the podcast and may not know what the podcast is about. You know, what do you think about it? Whatever. So I do thank everyone um, who has left the review, um, who has said how much, you know, the podcast has helped them, how much the podcast means to them. And all of those things, I don't take it for granted. I try not to read my reviews. Um, I'm just, that's just not what I do. I don't even listen to myself. Um, because it's for you all. It's not for me. Um, and I am a perfectionist. So I'm sure that if I were to review it, um, if I were to read whatever, you know, I'd be like in my bag, like I need to change this, blah, 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 blah. Um, and two, they're my thoughts. So why do I need to read a review about my thoughts? Um, this is me, you know, you can take it or leave it. If you like what I have to say, um, if you can pick up what I put down, pick it up. If it's not for you, you don't have to, this is like a buffet. If you don't like this dish, you might like the one over there. You might like this. You maybe just came for some dessert. I don't fucking know, but thank you all. Um, all of my supporters for rating and reviewing. If you do want to donate to the podcast, you can go to my website, www.ijustwantmypeopletoheal.org. And there's a donate button. Um, Nikki's Thoughts Podcast is strictly and solely funded by me, you know, so if you like what you hear, it don't have to be anything like astronomical. If you want to donate $5, donate $5, but um, a lot goes into um, putting the podcast together from getting the material to um, like the hosting to um, my producer, all of that. So if you all like what you hear, and I help you all so much, help me, help you. And donate. Uh, Cash App is a dollar sign black sauce. Um, and uh, yeah, you can do either. So um, I am so excited this week. I created yet another job for myself, a true Jamaican style. I created a brand, a tour, an event, if you will, um, called Hedonist. And, um, what a lot of people don't know about me is, um, before I began my PhD program in forensic psychology, 
I wanted to be a sex therapist. Oh, yeah. A Nikki wanted to be a sex therapist. Um, there is a reason why um, I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. Uh, something from, you know, an experience from uh, my childhood. Nothing, you know, bad against me. Um, and I'll talk about it. I'll, I, I do want to share it with you all soon um, because it's very special to me. But once I finished grad school and I was thinking about, mm, okay, I want to do, want to do a PhD program. Um, my thing was I wanted to teach women how to reclaim their orgasm. I wanted to teach men. I wanted to teach my sisters that you are more than just a, a life blow up doll. You know, like I can't tell you how many times I've had conversation with women who've never orgasmed, who don't even know how to, don't even know how to make themselves or do not know how to demand that shit from who they fucking with. Hello? You're not just there for them. You're there for you too. What Quavo say? I need to get me, me before you leave. Hey, working me. Working me. That's my shit. That's one of my uh, workout songs. Because I be working the shit out of that. But, um, yeah. So, um, I came up with Hedonist because I wanted to have a playground, like an all-inclusive, like an ultimate playground for my sisters because I love my healing events and I've done my women's healing events, my women empowerment events, and I'm never going to stop doing that. We'll never say never, but you know, but what about the other side? Okay, so we're healing and all of that, but what about this side of us, especially my sisters, where we feel like or where we've been made to believe that we do not control our sexuality? Where if we like something, the minute we like something, you a hope. But a dude can love it 24-7 or a dude can demand it 24-7. And I don't want to hear no shit about that's the way the world goes because I've never been a that's the way the world goes type girl. You know, never. And I don't put that shit on nobody. So I wanted to create an event that allowed women to, you know, it's free of judgment. You know, it's free of all of that other bullshit. And where you can be catered to. Where, where, where you can be aroused and where you can be, where you can be, excuse me, all of these things that we're taught that we're here for men's consumption. No, we're going to do this shit different tonight. They are here for our consumption. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory, you know, dominant, well, I kind of am because we kind of do some BDSM shit too. So it's a playground that I have created. Um, I'm going to have my male entertainers. I have eight of them on tap for my ladies who are attending. Um, I have a masseuse. I th- I'm going to tell you what gave me the, the vision for it. I thought of the Junior Mafia video, mm-hmm. Get Money. Remember that? Get money. What you say? Uh, get money. That was my shit. And I had no business listening to that song in the seventh grade, but that was my shit. I grew up on Little Kim. I grew up on Kimberly. That's why I'm over here with the sex therapist type shit. I'm talking about this hedonist, but 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 keep walking with me. Keep walking with me. Stay with me and I'm gonna bless you. So for this event, unlimited wine. Um food. You know, it's 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 always a a Nicole staple with unlimited wine, but when sangria and stuff. So it's going to be a sexy pajama and lingerie party. Ladies, I want y'all to come feeling fucking sexy. I want y'all to come in y'all sexy pajamas. I want y'all to come in y'all sexy fucking lingerie. If y'all want to wear a mask, girl, put that mask on and let's do a masquerade and all of this other stuff. We're going to have wine. We're going to have food. We're going to have vendors. Um, vendors who um, are versed and who specialize in your novelty to- um, toys, excuse me, um, your sex toys, your your lubes, your, your feel-good things, your pleasure-seeking things, hedonism. You know, what is a hedonist? Hedonism is pleasure seeking. A hedonist is someone who seeks pleasure. 
who enjoys pleasure, you know, who enjoys liberation and shit like that. Look up the word hedonist. You know, I'm really particular when it comes to my words. So I wanted to have erotic um, spoken word by both men and women. Uh, meow, wow, because maybe that's what you like. Um, and I'm going to have my dancers there, of course. I'm going to have a massage therapist there to give my ladies my massages, um, to rub their feet, to feed them fucking chocolate-covered strawberry. Look, we're going to have, we, we're going to have a good time. And so my first, um, stop of it is going to be in Brooklyn, New York, Saturday, October the 5th, and it's going to be from 7 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. And I don't know if that sounds long to y'all, but if you've ever been to one of my events, time goes by fast. I be having to kick people out. So this will be something for the ladies to be catered to. This will be something for the ladies' entertainment and the ladies' pleasure. You know, you can touch the men. You can touch whoever. You know, um, yeah, they're there for you. They're here for you. And I've, I've been very, 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 very frank with them. You are here for the women make my make my girls feel good so tickets will go on sale for that um the end of this week so i'll have more deets of course i'm putting together everything um it should be on sale by wednesday um for you listeners so i'm going to have an early bird uh, of course general there will be a vip and there will be a Nicki minaj a twelve. Um, where with sofas, if you want to have your girlfriends, I have a nice little package for the girls who want to come out together and be ladies night and be ratchet and do hood rat shit with your fucking friends. This is it. Hot girl motherfucking summer. This is it. So stay tuned um, for that. I am so excited to bring that to you. Make sure that you are subscribed to my mailing list at www.anicoleinc, and that's A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. INC.com. Um, of course, you all get the first dibs with the podcast, but for the um, release, since I'll be releasing in between episodes, you may want to uh, subscribe to my to my um, mailing list, excuse me, so that you can get that nice email when the tickets drop and you can get them early bird specials and all types of other specials that I do. Um, so yeah, make sure that you are um, subscribed to that. And also you can follow me, of course, and that's Instagram. Um, Nikki's thoughts, N-I-K-K-I-E-S-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. So um, I'm really excited to bring that. I, listen, my little outfit, I got me a nice little robe and shit. Listen, I'm going to be Madame A. Nicole. And y'all ain't going to be able to tell me shit. So I've been in the gym and everything. My birthday is next month. I'll be going back to Jamaica for two weeks um, just to get my life, just to scope. And just relax, relate and release because I work really hard. So I really want to go out and just rest. So, um, so yeah, I think that's all for my um, housekeeping, my news and reviews and stuff. So for this week, I wanted to talk about shit that you just don't do in a relationship. Um, stuff that ruins a relationship, behavior that uh, ruins a relationship. Um, I had a few people ask me to talk about inconsistency. Oh, can you do a podcast on inconsistency? Sure. Don't deal with the shit. I mean, it's apples and oranges. Like, you really, whatever. Um, But I understand that sometimes we're in love. And when their love got us looking so crazy right now, um, we don't know up from up and down from down. So I wanted to expand it a little bit 
and not just talk about inconsistency and stuff like that, but just as a relationship whole, what is some shit you just don't need to be doing when you're in a relationship? And I don't even know why we having relationship conversation because it's motherfucking summer 2019. We need to be having this conversation in October. We had this conversation. All of y'all came to the fucking hot girl fucking convention. But I love y'all. And I'm going to give y'all what y'all want. So I digress. Um, So today's episode will be about covering shit that ruin relationships. So without further ado, let's get into it, shall we? (laughs) Okay, so why does love fade? You know, and why do people in relationships grow apart? I really wish that I could give you the answer, a, a, a clear and concise answer, straightforward. But I mean, it's one of life's biggest mysteries. Um, what prevents us from maintaining the passion, admiration and closeness we once felt for our partner? You know, um, a lot of times we fantasize about what we think relationships should be. We see shit on TV, especially my folks who be watching them motherfucking, um, my mama call them the stories, uh, General Hospital, One Life to Live and all that bullshit. Stop watching that shit. That's not real life. So sometimes we fantasize what relationships should be and we don't know that there's hard work that, that, that surrounds, um, relationships. We don't know that it's a job. Like people say that marriage is a job as a divorcee. That's some real shit. It is a job, you know? Um, and it's a job that I'm glad I don't have to do no more for now. So, um, what we have to do is we need to stop getting into our heads about what we think a relationship should be. Um, this robotic ass fucking, um, ideology of how our mate should act and realize that just like us, our mate is a living, breathing human being with mistakes. Now there's a difference between being human and being a fuck child. There's a huge difference between the two. So let's let's not let's not get it get it twisted or tangled. Right? I wanna speak to coming out of that fantasy world. I want to talk about, you know, what are harmful behaviors that can be detrimental to a relationship? You know, when does it not be, oh, fantasy anymore? And when does it be, oh, uh, this motherfucker tripping, or maybe I need to check myself, or maybe they need to check their self. So I just wanted to kind of write you all a reality check and just talk about, you know, what do you need to look out for? What do you need to not do? What do you need to abstain from so that you can have a healthy, thriving relationship? Because I mean, I talk trash all the time about cuffing season and summer of hoe and all of that. But at the end of the day, I love love. At the end of the day, I love relationships. I love watching people fall in love. I love the process of it. Like, come on, I'm a behavior scientist. So like, yeah, I, I just love that process. So um, it, it, it would only be right for me to talk about behaviors that you need to abstain from in order to keep your relationship smooth and healthy you know, and a, a, a great environment for the both of you to to dwell in. So let's talk about the first one. 
um, a behavior to look out for is having angry, angry reactions, excuse me, to feedback instead of being open to it. I mean, communication is key to any relationship, any friendship, relationship, any type of union between two people. Communication is key. I don't care if we're talking about you and your mama. It's key. However, when we establish a fantasy bond, I spoke about that, we tend to become increasingly closed off to real dialogue or a kind and compassionate way of exchanging expressions, impressions, and ideas. Instead, we tend to be defensive and have angry or intimidating overreactions to feedback from our partner. And these can make your partner shut the fuck down. Now they ain't never going to talk to you about shit. That ain't never going to bring shit to your attention, you know? Whether we punish our partner by emotionally breaking down, giving them the silent treatment, well, I used to be famous for that, <clears throat> or screaming at them, we are telling them, we are sending them a message that we don't want to hear what the fuck they got to say and their opinion is not valid and their their voice is not valid. Their voice is not important to you. You have better shit to do, you know? We may provoke additional emotional distance by saying things that we know will sting our partner the most. Now, I've been a young lady in a relationship before, and I just said some shit that I shouldn't have said. Some shit that I knew was going to get under his motherfucking skin. I done been there in my early 20s, right? Um, you talking early 2000s, y'all. Early 2000s. Not that early, though. Maybe, like, after 2004. That's when I turned 20. So, I, yeah. Not that early, but still early. Um, I was still young. I was immature. And why do we do that? Why do we say shit that we know is going to hurt? Why do we intentionally hurt our partner? Somebody who is our quote unquote partner. You know, that's not partnership. To talk shit and to debase and degrade. You know, stop doing that. Stop. What you're going to do is you're going to break down your partner and you're going to make them hold this wall up where they ain't going to fuck with you. Or <laughs> they going to find everything that you ain't giving them and somebody else. It's going to be easy for a young man to come up and listen to what homegirl got to say. Validate her feelings. Validate her feelings. Just in case y'all didn't hear me when I whispered it. You know, tell her, girl, I understand where you coming from. Give her that emotional healing that she need. And the same thing for my sisters. Y'all make it easy for the cleanup woman. Hello. Y'all heard the shit grandma was listening to back in the day. Or oh, mama, she wasn't lying. Because we create these environments where we push our partners away through silent treatment. And they listen, I'm a Virgo. There's my Virgo quote. We live in our head, and when shit pops off, we got to think about it before we talk. Because I know me, I don't have a middle ground. Either I'm cool, or I'm going to fucking upgrade from baloney on your motherfucking ass. Ham. So, I got to think about some shit. So, I might be styling for a second, but I'll let you know, hey, let me process this. Before I wouldn't say that, before I just be silent and you wouldn't hear from me for like a week. I remember being in the same house with my ex-husband and not talking to him for like a week. Two weeks and him peeking around the corner like she's still mad at me like scared you know like tiptoeing um and that was not healthy you know it wasn't healthy at all so we have to change this pattern and in order for us to change this pattern try looking for a kernel of truth in what our partner is saying 
Even if you think they lying. If they lying, that's something else. Um, but look at the truth, you know, instead of picking apart what you think is a flaw or picking apart, oh, I got you on this, you know, look at the positive in it. You know, if, if they say, hey, I feel bad when you watch TV all night, you seem distracted. I feel disregarded and like you aren't interested in me. Break that down. Cut that steak up a little bit. Consider what parts of what they said resonate with you instead of wasting time on shit that don't. You know, you may feel like snapping back by saying, you know, don't be stupid. Don't be dramatic about it. I'm just tired. Or, you know, I just work so hard, you know, whatever. Which it could be some truth to that shit, too. You know, but you can also pause and consider your mate's feelings and how they are looking at it. No two people have the same outlook. No two people have the same insight on something. We can look at the same pictures. People do it at art galleries all the time. Consider, I have been tired lately, but is more going on with me than that? Have I been distracted to the point of disregarding my relationship? Have I been putting my man to the back burner? Have I been putting my girl to the back burner? Your attuned response after you pondered this would then be, I apologize. I'm sorry you feel bad. I've been distracted at work lately and I'm tired when I come home. I can see how my tuning out hurts you, even though that was not my intention. You see how easy that is? You see how easy that is? We can always make it our goal to hear everything. This doesn't mean we have to agree with what the person is saying. I'm not saying to turn into the yes person like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. No. I mean, if you disagree, disagree. But let them know that you hear them. Let them know that you're not going to shut down on them. Let them know that their their voice is being heard. Even if you don't agree, you hear them. You know, um, we have to strive to be open and seek feedback from the people that we care about and we trust so that they can feel comfortable to talk to us about the more difficult subjects. Because if you shutting down over, I don't know, them leaving the toilet seat up or eating the last piece of chicken or whatever, they ain't gonna come to you about the serious shit. Cause look at what you act how you act about trivial shit. You know? So how you how you communicate with them, um, and 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 how you allow them to attach to you is going to be very telling when it comes to when shit really, when the rubber hits the road. So like stop closing them out. Cause I'm telling y'all, close them out enough. Somebody gonna let them in and close you out. Hello, catch that dirt. Next, um, behavior that you have to not do or not engage in when it comes to having a relationship, and that is being closed to new experiences instead of being open to new things. Who the fuck want the same stale ass relationship or the stale same? I can't even say the shit I'm tongue tied because I can't even fucking imagine. Who wants the rigmarole of, of how shit is day in and day out? You don't want to do shit new. You you cool with how shit is now. So y'all are like stuck in this fucking time capsule where there's no room to grow. There's no room to have new experiences that can strengthen your relationship. New experiences that can test in a good way your relationship or even show you, you know, hey, this motherfucker ride for me. This motherfucker die for me. Because y'all playing it safe. In every relationship, it's important to maintain a sense of ourselves as a unique person. Yes. When we get involved with someone new, it should expand our world, not shrink it. 
one more time. When we get involved with someone new, it should expand our world, not shrink it. When we first fall in love, we tend to be open to new shit, right? Because we want this person. We want this person in our life. And oh my God, I'm in love. And la, 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 la. I'll do anything you want to do as long as I'm with you and all that other bullshit. Um, however, when we start to engage in a fantasy bond, we tend to adopt roles and routines that limit us and close us down to new experiences. We may become more rigid and automatic in our responses. Uh, no, nah, I don't like that restaurant. Or we always go see a movie on Saturday night. It actually hurts the relationship when you stop being free and open to developing new shared interests. So what y'all go to movies on Saturday night? So what y'all saw a movie last month on a Saturday? Motherfuckers see the shit on a Saturday this month. How is it going to hurt you? You ain't going to see the same goddamn movie. You seeing some new shit. Stop closing yourself out. Stop locking yourself out to new experiences with your fucking mate. That's how shit gets stale. That's how motherfuckers get tired of you. Because you ain't showing them no new you. You're not showing them. You're not introducing you, them to another layer of you. I Anybody. I Listen, I love Martin. But I would get sick and tired of watching the same goddamn episode every motherfucking day. Uh-uh. Put on the shit when he was at the DMV. Put on the shit when he ran away and he was a monk. Put on the shit. Put, put, put on an episode with the Reverend Leon on in love. Give me some Sinead. Give me some variety. I can fuck with it being the same um sitcom. I'm cool with it being Martin, but give me a different episode here and there. Let me, I don't want to watch the same thing. The relationship is it's the same thing. It's the same freaking thing. So, um, it actually hurts the relationship when we stop being free and open and open to developing new shared interests, right? It can foster real resentment between partners. They may begin to resent you. That's how we get the whole, when we start cheating, when I say we, I'm talking about y'all because Nikki don't cheat anymore. Um, when we talk about, you know, with the cheating, oh, she did what you didn't do or he did what you didn't do. And I'm not saying to blame yourself or you're at blame for cheating, but I'm just saying, look at your role in that. You know, I don't want y'all to be like, Vicky said, it's my fault that my man cheated on me or that my girl cheated on me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to look at do you play a role in that? You know, um, especially as it relates to not being open. You know, a lot of times when people cheat, they could care less about the person that they're cheating with. It's what they represent, what they give them, the experience, you know. And again, I'm not saying blame yourself for cheating. I think y'all know what I'm saying. Your role. You know, this is a behavior to stay away from for a healthy relationship, you know, um, while no one should force themselves to do things they really don't want to do, shutting down the part of ourselves that seeks new experiences and responds to a spark in our partner can drain us of our aliveness and being spontaneous. You know, we should always be open to exploring things that expand our world and careful not to limit our or our partner's experiences. So I want y'all to try activities that each of you enjoy and see if they add to the arsenal of things you can do together and share in a lively way. Don't be so quick to shoot down him saying that he wants to go hiking. Don't be so quick to shoot down her saying that she wants to go to the carnival. I don't know. Shit, I don't know. Don't be so quick. You might like it. You might like going to the gun range. You might like going to 
uh, ride horses, whatever the shit that they want to do with you. You might like it because not only are you denying yourself bonding time with them, you're allowing, you're denying yourself, excuse me, an opportunity for you to grow and find something that you may actually not only like, but be good at and a new outlet for you. Um, you know, when people say is a meme going around, like when we break up, you got to, you got to forget all the things that I introduced you to. <laughs> That's it. You, they've introduced you to some new shit that you didn't know before you got into a relationship with them. But because you were open, you allowed yourself to do it with them or experience it with them. And now you like it too. And when y'all are parting ways, you got something new to take with you. So stop stifling yourself and stop stifling your relationship. You know, um, you, like I said, you don't have to share all of your interests, you know, maintain your independence and your individuality, right? We don't need um, one person for fulfillment, but we do need shared activities. A relationship does not exist in a fucking vacuum. Be open to new experiences because it keeps the relationship alive. Another behavior to avoid is using deception and duplicity instead of honesty and goddamn integrity. Most of us know from experience that we can drive each other crazy when our words and actions fail to fucking match. When one plus one don't equal fucking two. When a motherfucking tie don't match the suit. When the shoes don't match the dress. Unfortunately, deception and duplicity are common in relationships. There are a lot of mixed messages based on people saying one thing and then doing the fucking other. Y'all need examples? All right, here we go. Saying I love you, but acting like you don't have any time to spend with your partner. Saying I want to be close to you, then constantly criticizing your partner when they are around. Saying I'm not interested in other people, but flirting with everybody else at the bar, liking this hoe's picture, double tapping on that dude's picture diving in dms hard eye hard eye hard eye you know uh kissy lip kissy lip kissy lip and all of this other shit but you talking about you ain't interested in other people but your actions don't match what the fuck you saying why the actions that contradict these words do not look like love okay let's be clear on that so you out here mismanaging your love and you're out here you know, giving an altered perception or giving somebody a fucked up perception about what love is through the experiences that you are providing them. Shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, words represent a fantasy of being close without real relating, you know, especially if you don't have the actions to back it up. Double messages like the ones I just mentioned mess with another person's reality. Okay, just said that. This can be considered, <laughs> if we want to go legal, a basic human rights violation, not to mention a huge threat to lasting loving relationships because you didn't told them that you love them or you don't want nobody else but them, but you over here entertaining these floozies. You didn't told him that you want to be with him, but you can't take leaving alone attention from dudes that you don't fucking have no business exchanging with. So what you're doing is, if y'all break up or whatever, 
the next relationship that they may find themselves in, they may find themselves accepting, okay, yeah, they don't, they say they only want to be with me, but I mean, my last, my last girlfriend or my last boyfriend was, you know, diving in DMs and all this other shit that should land your ass on snapped. <sighs> but hey, um, I don't, let's not go there. But, you know, you can't do this because you can alter somebody's um, point of view when it comes to what love and what a relationship looks like. So you have a big responsibility when you date. It's not just about you. You have to care for the person and you have to think about them after you leave. You have to make people better when they leave you than they were when they met you. Jesus. Um. Admittedly, honesty in a relationship can be tricky because it doesn't mean saying every little critical thing to our partner that pops in our head. Don't you tell that girl she didn't gain that weight. Don't you tell that girl, did that sundress make her look fat? Don't you tell that boy that, I was about to say this dick is little, but if it is, you need to tell him. Especially if that ain't with you fucking, that ain't going down on aisle three with you. That's when you need to be honest. But like little shit that you think, you know, is trivial, you don't have to. You know, we just have to know what our real intentions are and what our real truth is when it comes to the real shit that make you feel shit. This means that we have to know ourselves. We have to consistently ask ourselves, am I being honest with Bay? What is my motivation? Am I being selfish? Am I being sneaky? Am I being, you know, all about self, vindictive, all of that? Do my words and my actions really match? Am I being about what I speak about? If we say that we really love someone, there should be actions we take. There should be um, actions that back up what we say. So that an outside observer, if I was to look at the shit, be like, oh, wow, he really loved her. She really loves him. You know, when our actions are honest, we can genuine, genuinely create closeness. You know, so stop lying. Stop emotionally blackmailing these people. If you're one of these narcissists that I talk about, stop gaslighting people. If that's not how you feel about somebody, you ain't fucking with somebody like that. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Like, be honest and be upfront with somebody. If you ain't really feeling her, tell her. If you ain't really feeling him, tell him. Be honest. All right. Um, another behavior to avoid is overstepping boundaries instead of showing respect for them. Oh, my God. In a fantasy bond, couples tend to overstep each other's boundaries and form a fused identity. They start to see themselves as we instead of a you and a motherfucking me. We like to go there. We don't want to go to that party. We don't like that type of food. We don't want to go at the baby shower. We don't need to be there. No, we need to shut the fuck up because it ain't no we. It's a you and a he and it's a you and a she. Okay? Many of us unintentionally lose track of where we leave off and our partner begins. That's why we got sisters who lose themselves in a fucking man. That's why we got men who lose themselves in a fucking woman. Just losing ourselves in fucking uh, relationships. This ain't what Eminem meant when he said lose yourself in the music. This is not what he meant. You have to continue to be your own person. You know? Without noticing it, we may be intrusive or controlling towards our partner. Acting in a manner that is disrespectful or demeaning to the other person's sense of self. Maybe they don't want your fucking raggedy ass coming out with them to eat all the time. Maybe you may not like to go there, but they do. Maybe you don't want to eat that type of food, but they love it. But now you done said we 
So that means we can't eat the shit. And they stomach over there growling. When this happens, it not only hurts our partner and his or her feelings for us, but it also undermines our strength and feelings for our partners. You know, many couples come to hold their partners um, responsible for their happiness. And this leads to demands, complaints, and a sense of powerlessness and toxic, 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 toxic weather coming up on the motherfucking horizon. So in order to be a loving partner and maintain your own feelings of interest and attraction, you should have regard for what lights your partner up and matters to him or her. You should see your partner as a whole and separate person who matters to you, independent of your own needs and interests. This is not codependency, and we're going to talk about that shit, too, because it's a lot of people that ain't in relationships, healthy relationships. They are in codependent hellpins. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that on another show. Okay? Just just be on the look for that. Um, you can both encourage each other to engage in pursuits that really express who each of you are as individuals. Whether it's learning a language, climbing a fucking mountain, writing a book, you can see each other for who you really are and support each other's unique goals and capabilities. When we give another person this space, regard, and respect, we actually draw that person closer to us. It makes them miss us because I'm over here doing my own thing. Now I miss my boo. I've been over here doing my exercising autonomy, doing this golfing, even though I know my babe don't like it. And I miss her. I've been on this golf course all day. I miss my boo. Now I've been here with this bitch all motherfucking day. And I can't wait to fucking go because she all up on my hip. And I'm like, no, find yourself some business. And this also goes for y'all motherfuckers out there who got joint Facebook accounts. Listen, I don't know who cheated on who. And I really don't care. Matters fucking not. But that is like the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen when I see these shared um, social media accounts. Be your own person. Goddamn, you can't tell me when y'all do a status update that both of y'all motherfuckers go to that. Two totally different people with two totally different outlooks. I'll say it till I'm blue in my face. Stop that shit. And I'm blue in my face, so let me get to the next one. Another behavior that we need to refrain from um, engaging in in order to have a healthy relationship is um, showing a lack of effect, of affection excuse me, and inadequate impersonal or routine sexuality instead of physical affection and personal sexuality. Let's break this down a little bit because I know some of y'all are like, what? So when we're talking about these fantasy ass fucking relationship bonds that we create, when we really don't know the other person, there is often a lack of personal relating and affection. The sexuality can start to feel inadequate and impersonal or become hardly existent. Some couples describe their sex lives as becoming mechanical or highly routine. Y'all do the same goddamn three position every every time y'all have sex missionary doggy style i don't know maybe somebody might ride i don't fucking know ride sally ride or maybe we might start off riding or maybe we just do missionary and doggy style maybe we just do i don't know but it's just routine as fuck ain't nobody reverse cow girl 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 excuse me ain't nobody swinging from no fucking chandelier ain't nobody doing no gifts and no fucking trips tricks we are just mechanical and routine oh i couldn't imagine um Obviously, there are real outside circumstances that can affect or change one's physical relationships. I get this. Long day at work, sometimes you ain't got time to be swinging from a fucking chandelier. You just want to get you you. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, However, 
there's often a lot of negative self-talk or critical inner voices that discourage us from pursuing our sexuality. This is why I'm having the hedonist um, event, but I digress. It's important to filter out the negative messages and stay in touch with this vital part of ourselves and our partner. Ideally, we strive to stay in touch with our own feelings and with those of our partner. There would be give and take with real contact being made that sparks intimate and loving feelings. The more free-flowing and spontaneous our expressions of love can be, the less likely you and a partner are to grow apart. Yeah, I got to keep pressing reset in that bedroom. You know, somebody need to get a book, a Cosmo magazine. Shit, I know they always got positions up in the Cosmo magazines. Or maybe somebody need to come to this motherfucking hedonist event and get their life. Um, Because we don't want to grow apart. You know, um, as much as people try to say, oh, sex isn't everything. Yes, the fuck it is. I'd be the first to tell you. Especially in a relationship. If the sex is dead, the relationship is is will follow. Or maybe the, the dead sex has followed the dead relationship. You know, y'all got to spice that shit the fuck up. Spice it up. Spice it up. Spice it up. Do something. Have that connection, that intimacy. There's a difference between sex and intimacy. Tap into that intimacy. Love your man or love on your girl without having to be inside her or without having to be, you know, I don't know, on some, some, some freak nasty type shit. You know, I have a lot of times um, clients that tell me how a person freaks them, how the sex is so good in this, but they don't ever talk to me about the intimacy part. You know, how, they, how they're held, how they're reassured, you know, how they're kissed the forehead kisses. You know, all of that cute shit that we see in these motherfucking Tyler Perry movies or all of this cute shit that I'm speaking for me, uh, that we wish Idris Elba would do for us. All of that. We need to start doing that shit in our fucking relationships. You know, that's really what we need to do. Um, so I'm serious. Think about that, you know, so you all do not grow apart. Next, avoid being misunderstanding instead of understanding. Um, sometimes we tend to see our partners for who we need them to be rather than who the fuck they are. Especially to my people out here, particularly my sisters who date motherfuckers based on their potential and not really who the fuck they are. <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're, you're putting a lot on yourself unnecessarily. You know, we may distort them by idealizing or idolizing, excuse me, um, or putting them on a pedestal. We may pick them apart. You know, um, we may project negative qualities onto them. You know, talk down, talk shit about them, debase them and all of that, especially around our friends. Let's not do that. We may even see them as more critical, intrusive or rejecting than they are because we may have grew up with people with them same qualities. How many of y'all um, got y'all daddies in y'all man's shoes or your man's in your daddy's shoes? How many of y'all got your mama's in your, in your girl's shoes or your girl's in your mama's shoes? Hmm? How many of y'all are projecting? Hmm? How many? Let's really talk about it. You know, when we disrespect the boundary between ourselves and our partner, we're more likely to see them as an extension of ourselves. And we may mistreat or criticize them in ways we mistreat or criticize ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. You know, in an ideal relationship, we see our partner realistically, both their strengths and their weaknesses, and we accept them for who they are. We don't allow ourselves to create this negative motherfucking picture of them, which means not focusing in on their flaws and indulging in critical thoughts, right? But on the contrary, don't have no grandiose images of people who ain't shit. If you know your man ain't shit, sis, he ain't shit. Don't be painting no picture of him of a martyr. You know your girlfriend ain't shit, she ain't shit. You need to be breaking apart. Do not romanticize bullshit. We got to stop doing that too. We got to stop looking at something as shit and throwing sugar on it. And it's just shit sugar. Shitty sugar, sugar shitty. We got to stop doing that, you know? Um, it's not conducive for us to have a healthy relationship, you know? No one can really feel loved unless they feel like they're seen realistically. Do you really see them? You know? Um, when a partner builds us up or tears us down, we can feel like we're on shaky ground, not really being loved for who we are. This is why it's so important not to distort the other person. See them for who they are. Nothing more, nothing fucking less. Be realistic as fuck. My last thing, the last thing I want y'all to consider, a behavior that I do not want y'all to engage in especially if y'all want to have a sound and healthy relationship, is being manipulative, dominant, or fucking submissive. Due to people's defenses and desire to protect themselves, it can be easy for couples to play fucking games and be indirect with their wants and their fucking needs. I see it all the time. You know, we all grown, grown-ass woman, I'm a grown-ass man, look, 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 until it comes to fucking relationships, and then we're fucking children. You know? Um... Couples can engage in manipulative maneuvers to get what they want, such as trying to control a situation by crying and falling apart or blowing up and being intimidated. That emotional blackmail shit that I talk about, that gaslighting shit that I talk about, it just it just really cooks my fucking grits when I see that shit. They may adopt roles that hurt or limit them in their relationship. For example, Couples often polarize each other, with one person becoming domineering and controlling, while the other acts as the passive and submissive. Same thing as good cop, bad cop. Oh, she's the nice one. I'm the mean one. Oh, he's the asshole. I'm the nice one. What? When do we start being that? This may take different forms in different aspects of the relationship. One partner may be seen as the boss of finances. Another may be the one who controls the sexuality between them. They may be drawn to assuming um, certain roles out of familiarity or as a way to feel secure, but this undermines their ability to relate as two equal fucking adults. In an equal relationship, it is important to directly ask for what we want and need from our partner so that they have the opportunity to respond to and meet our fucking needs. Many of us make the mistake of expecting our partner to read our minds and know what we want. Oh, God. I had to take my glasses off of that. Did y'all just hear that in the background? Stop doing that shit. Ain't nobody no fucking mind reader. You are not dating Miss Cleo. Can't nobody... And it's silly to think that, that they are a fucking mind reader. Open your fucking mouth. If they do something you don't like, tell them. Don't give them no silent treatment. Oh, my gosh. A lot of people don't need to be in these relationships. 
you know, or don't be spiteful. You do this. Oh, I'm going to do that to you. I'm going to make you feel it. Then why the hell are you in a relationship with somebody who you want to, in order for y'all to be equal or for y'all to feel equal, you want to hurt them the way they hurt you instead of really dealing with the pain. Either you going to deal with it and move past it with them or deal with it and move past it without them. But what we're not going to do is play fucking games. I mean, but y'all can do it, but you're just going to be wasting your fucking time. And it ain't my time wasting, it's yours. So think about that, you know? Um, Reading the minds, let me get back to that. That only leads to disappointment. It's important to say what we want without trying to dominate or control a situation, you know, without being petty, you know, without trying to be sneaky and manipulative. Stop that. We usually feel vulnerable when we're open about who we are, what we want, and how we really feel. But this directness is the best way to maintain an honest and authentic way of relating that gets us what we want in life. So be honest. And if you can't be honest with your partner, why the fuck you with them? Like, what made y'all get together? You over here wearing a mask, they over here wearing a mask. What's the whole purpose if the relationship cannot be positive, if it cannot be enriching? You know, enterprising, elevating, all of those things. You cannot do that shit doing low vibrational bullshit. Your relationship will go nowhere. You will put yourself in a purgatory, especially if y'all start popping out babies with each other. Y'all can't even get yourself on the first page or on the same page, excuse me, but now we want to drag little people along with us. That's not right. So think about these things. I really hope that you put um, thought into this. You know, stop sabotaging your relationships. Stop sabotaging yourself. And if you've seen yourself in any of the stuff that I just listed, you may need to do some work. You may need to not date and handle that shit. Because I'll be 35 next month. I ain't got time for the shit. And I can speak for a lot of people in my age group. I ain't got time for this shit. And I'm sure the same is true for people younger than me. Motherfuckers don't got time no more. We out here doing the damn thing out in this world. We don't got time for no bullshit-ass relationships. You know, toxic behaviors and all that other stuff. I will leave you where you stand. So don't do that. I hope that this has been helpful to you all. I hope I haven't, like, banged up on y'all too bad. Y'all know it's tough love. Y'all know I love you. So we have time for a dear Nikki. Um, If you are going through a dilemma, and you want to write in to me for me to answer anonymously on a future episode of Nikki Stocks Podcast, you can send me an email at anicoleinc at gmail.com. Do not DM me. I'm going to direct you to my email. Um, yes, and I will read it on a future episode. I do not tell names. I do not tell emails. I do not do anything. I just read what you say and I give my response. All right. So without further ado, let's get into this week's, shall we? Okay. Dear Nikki, I am 27 years old and can count on one finger how many boyfriends I have had in my life ever, childhood included. I am currently single and have been for the past three years. So to say I am lonely lonely is an understatement. For the majority of my life, I've been single and men do not check for me at all, not even the ones I would have turned down. I know it sounds dramatic because surely you think that there is at least one person trying to entertain me, but that is not the case in my situation. My phone and DMs are drier than the Sahara and the only male compliments I receive are from family members. I can't even get a compliment from the man at the corner store because trust me, I've tried. 
I've done the online dating to no avail. My messages will go unanswered, so I gave up. I've tried asking friends and coworkers to set me up with someone, but again, to no avail. I've even tried traveling solo to force myself out of my comfort zone and interact with people I don't know, but would find myself alone at the bar chatting with the female bartender instead. I never suffer from having low self-esteem, but as I got older, or as I get older in age and the rejections are becoming so frequent, I feel it's starting to develop. I don't want to sound Aisha Curryish, but I would like to get some male attention and the fact that it has, hasn't come for the majority of my life has me questioning myself and my appearance. I'm not one of those women who feel a man is the answer to everything, but I am tired of being alone. Whenever I vent my frustrations to others, they tell me that I should be patient and take this time to work on myself. However, I've been working on myself for 27 years. How much time does a sis need? I find myself longing for that romantic intimacy and I'm afraid that it's just not going to happen for me. I often wonder if it's learned behavior on my part as my mother has all has also been single and without intimacy for over two decades. I feel that I will end up just like her in that aspect and it scares me. While I am lonely and don't want to be with just any old body, I also fear that I'll end up settling for whomever comes along just so that I can have someone to call my own. I believe that I am beautiful, intelligent black queen. I am a beautiful, intelligent black queen, excuse me, but without any validation from my black kings, I'm starting to have doubts. I would love to hear your insight on how I could go about battling with this self-esteem issue and any tips you may have on ways to finding a man. I apologize. This is so long. I just wanted you to have as much detail as much as much detail as possible. Thank you in advance. Sign a, a single lonely woman wanting to be pursued. And that was all caps, y'all. Not me. All bold. So I'm about to tell you some shit that you won't fucking hear. Stop looking. And I know it sounds cliche when you stop looking, it's going to find you. But what you have to realize is you have to ask yourself, what are you attracting? How are you attracting? And reading your email, my damn vibrations kind of got low. Like, well, damn, uh, am I going to find somebody? I was a 30, damn near 35-year-old divorcee with a 12-year-old. and da, da, da. So you see that? What are you putting out to the, the universe? You know, and again, I'm just going to be saying a whole lot of shit you don't want to fucking hear. Girl, you're 27. Live your life. You have married 27-year-olds, married 25-year-olds, married 18-year-olds. Locked in. Clink, clink. Three hots in a motherfucking pot. Furry night. 23-hour lockdown. And I'm talking about a relationship. I ain't talking about no real ass motherfucking uh, 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 city girl shit. Was one of them locked up? Yeah, that real ass bitch that gave a fuck about a nigga. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in a real fucking relationship that wishes that they had the freedom that you do. Take this time to spend time with yourself. Find out what you like. You didn't even tell me what type of man you're looking for. You just want one. So that's letting me know that you don't even know what the fuck you want. Probably because you don't know you like that, you know? Um, I'm trying to find, like, you know, because I want to be sensitive because I get it. You know, sometimes I'd be like, damn, you know, like, can I get a little motherfucking companionship on this motherfucking boulevard, on this motherfucking drive? I get it. But at the same time, I know that the shit that I do now the thing, the, the, the way that I'm able to come and go as I please, 
You know, the way that I'm able to just do my motherfucking thing, the way that I'm able to not have to question or, 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 or run something by somebody, I can just do shit. That's a luxury that I'm not a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of my friends are not afforded. You know, while you're over here talking about you're lonely, you have nothing but time on your hands to explore. And I'm willing to bet you if you explore, and I'm not talking about going to no fucking bar. I'm not talking about that because nine times out of ten, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all fucking husbands ain't in no fucking bar. I ain't never met somebody who had a long lasting ass fucking relationship slash marriage to say they met, they boo in a fucking club or a fucking bar. And they ain't dealt with no bullshit in between. You know, go to a bookstore, go out the country, go to Africa, you know, come on one of my trips, you know, go out and stop having this whole vibration of I'm going to die alone. Look at my mom. And that's probably a lot has a lot to do with it as well. You are putting out there. You're basically prophesizing your shit. Because I'm sure you say this to yourself over and over again. I'm sure you say this to your friends over and over again. And if y'all think that words are not spells, y'all are fucking tripping. Change your motherfucking perspective. Change your outlook on shit. You know, you say you're not ugly. You say, you know, you ain't no bad looking chick and you've been working on yourself. I don't know what working on yourself means. You didn't tell me what you, what the fuck you been doing. We got a degree. We got a trade. We didn't start the business. We got a new job. Like, what does that mean? You know, um, maybe you need to work on yourself some more, you know? And again, you didn't tell me what type of dude that you're attracted to, you know? So ask yourself, what, what type of guy do I want? What type of boyfriend do I want? And am I that type of guy's counterpart? You know? And it could be a sign. Universe might be saving you from a whole lot of shit. Just because you see a girl with a man don't mean she fucking happy. Just because you see a girl starting a family don't mean she fucking happy. She can feel just as trapped and fucking unhappy as you. So that's the first thing that you need to do is stop making your fucking biological clock make a slave out of you. So what you 27 and you single? So what? And that's still young. Go out there and live. You know how many 27-year-olds wish that they could just live their fucking life without being tied down to this and tied down to that? This is your time to spend time with you, to cultivate you, to be your baddest self. So, and I'm willing to bet you, when you start, you say you didn't work on yourself, but I don't think you have like you're supposed to. And I don't know your whole story, so I really can't give that much um, advice. But when you start really working on you and tapping into yourself, you know you bad. And you know, can't everybody fucking have you? And you be all right, waiting. And not even waiting, living until you fucking catch whoever. And you probably out here looking for something serious, serious, serious. Date, have fun. You probably scaring people off with your energy. I hope you're not the type that would meet a dude and be talking about marriage the next day. Sis, slow down. Sis, you got time. I'm telling you everything you didn't heard before. People know what they're talking about. Live your life. Go travel. Pick up a fucking hobby. Go to a bookstore. Get out there. What type of man do you want to attract? And then get your ass out there to the places that he would be. He ain't going to be in no bar unless that's what you like. You know? 
Go out. Think outside the box. Start having fun. Be with your girlfriends. Be laughing. Be flirty. Be all of that. When dudes see you from across the room or from across the whatever and see you putting out that energy, they're going to come to you. But something's telling me that you're not giving out that energy that you want to be pursued. That you, 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 you have all of these things to offer a man. You're thinking about your mother. You know, you don't know what your mother done been through. You don't know why your mom is single. She can be telling you one thing, but that don't mean that's true. You know? So this is your life to live. Find out who you are. 27, take this time to work on you and go out and go where good men hang out. Keep your ass out that bar. You know, you say you travel solo. Are we just traveling to the bar or are we going someplace that is worth a damn, that has substance? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Go speed dating. You know? Go speed dating. Go somewhere with your girls. And stop trying to get set up. Sissy poo. And I mean this with all love and due respect. You got desperation written all over this email. And if I have picked this up just by reading a few paragraphs of what you have written, it ain't no telling what type of aura that you're putting out there to other people. That can be scaring them away. So start on self. And I'm going to do something that I rarely do. I'm going to respond to you. Ooh, see, and hit the mic. I'm gonna respond to you because I need to eat you, Hollywood story. One plus one ain't equal in two. Something else is going on, sis. And you wrote a whole lot, not to really say a lot. I feel like you're missing some points. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna respond to you. I'm gonna see what's going on with you. Um, this is my time. I am actually over my hour. But I do thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Nikki Stotts Podcast. Again, I am your girl, A. Nicole. If you would like to follow me on social media, my Instagram is Nikki Stotts, and that's N-I-K-K-I-E-S-T-H-O-U-G. Ooh, T-H-O-U-G. T-H-O-U-G. <laughs> Thoughts, y'all. Shit, I've been sipping. Um, T-H-O-U-G. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because this shit going to bother me. It is why I don't need to be. Sipping and talking to y'all. We're gonna take this shit from the motherfucking top. N I K K I E S T H O U G H T S. I knew I wasn't motherfucking tripping. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Hit me up on that. I got a sisterhood, um, women empowerment page, a tribe called sis, Instagram at a tribe called sis, uh, page www.atribecallsis.com i have a store where i have everything from an organic um skin and hair care line i have statement apparel healing crystal sage yoni eggs yoni pearl yoni steam i got everything one-stop shop uh com on um, instagram is at black sauce brand my nonprofit which is a uh, organization that reduces the stigma of mental health in the African-American community. That is, I just want my people to heal. You can catch me on Instagram, I just want my people to heal. And the website is www.ijustwantmypeopletoheal.org. That is also where you can go. There's a nice little donate button on the main page where you can donate 
a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars. If you feel like you ain't a nigga that's gonna swipe them visas, swipe them visas, boo. Help me help y'all. Um, in my enrichment center, because we're cause school is about to start. So for my parents, or even for my um brothers and sisters who are returning to school, we do pre-K through post-grad. If you need um personal development, um, tutoring in math and science, particularly STEM programs. Um, personal development statements, the whole college admissions process, all of that. You can email us at BlackSauceEnrichmentCenter at gmail.com. And also our page on uh, Instagram is at BlackSauceEnrichmentCenter. Um, I think that that's everything for now. I enjoyed speaking to you all. I hope that I have been helpful. Please be mindful of those behaviors and to um, refrain from engaging in them so that we can ensure that our relationships are healthy, so we can ensure that um, we are living our best lives, both independently and with our significant other. That is my time. I will see you next week. Everybody enjoy. Enjoy.